Hey, it's Grant. Before the show starts today, I want to tell you about Hangover Destroyer. Hangover Destroyer is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. If you like to drink at night and be able to think in the morning, one shot of Hangover Destroyer lets you have all the fun and no side effects. Go to Hangover Destroyer's website, that's hdestroyer.com, write happy hour in the coupon code, and get 30% off your order of Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour as part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com, brought to us today in part by Petite Pet Care. That's French. If you're going out of town or you have a schedule that keeps you away from home, the folks at Petite Pet Care understand that some pets are fine going to a kennel or doggy daycare, especially if they're a dog, but others prefer the comfort of their own home. For loving care when you're not there, check out Petite Pet Care at PetitePetCare.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans, and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar. In this case, we're at Wayfair on Ferret Street. And let me just introduce you briefly to the folks sitting around the table here. Lena Sendik, hello, Lena. Hi. David Dubos, hello, hello. David. Jack Locke. Hey there. Wayfair yeah. is not just a bar, though. It's also a restaurant serving handcrafted food and spirits. Chef Kevin White here puts fine dining into a sandwich, and that's not just some sort of a bullshit slogan. I'm not really a food person it's at all. But we have this other show on uh, it's NewOrleans.com called Midnight Menu Plus One, and they've been going on and on about these sandwiches here at, at Wayfair. Very You've heard good. that? And I'm like, after a while, I'm like, you know, how good could a sandwich be? Oh, at any it point, can really. Be yeah. Very good. So I finally I had one here. Fair. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What'd it's you have? amazing. I had this something called a Medea something oh. or other. Have you had that oh, one? Yeah. Oh yeah. This guy, Chef Kevin White. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Over there. He was a, he was a pasta chef for Mario Batali in New York, and his concept is putting fine dining into a sandwich, and it's it's extraordinary here. If you're in New Orleans and you want to check it out, a sandwich like you've never had before, I promise you, come down here to Wayfair. On Ferret Street, the bartenders also make awesome drinks here. What are you guys drinking, Sarah? What have you got? I'm drinking a cucumber cooler. It You've has drunk a, a lot of cucumber cooler delicious. in the last one minute, it's I must say. very refreshing. <laughs> and Lena, what have you got? I am drinking a ginger acai mm. berry martini. Wow. Is that how Fancy. you pronounce it? Acai. acai. That's what I was told. Yes, well, it is. You're in the healthcare business, isn't it? Some sort of, doesn't have some sort of herbal remedial properties. Yes. Have you ever tried it? I ordered some acai berry pills on the internet. Have you heard of the internet? I have. I got totally <laughs> fucked by you these people. You can get a lot of stuff on yes, the internet. Yes, I know. It's amazing. But though, I, I got, can you believe I got suckered in by that? Thing, it was an that infomercial, was like a, wasn't it? A, it's Late a, at night, two no, in the morning, you couldn't go to sleep. I can't remember and you're what time like, it was, but I thought it was something I could do for my health. But it, it, it was good for my health. It was good for my mental resolve. Yeah. So I threw the stuff away. It is supposed to be full of antioxidants. Yes, right. but is it actually? It is. It? Yes. yes, but you would do much better just drinking mm-hmm. acai berry or eating one. Yeah. Anything in its natural form is right. much better. Where would I find an acai berry if I was going to You eat can one? actually buy dried acai berry at Whole Foods. Can um, you? Yeah. And, and goji berries Goji berries well. another. What yep, are they? I tried. The Let me tell you who Lena Sendik is, who you listen to. Lena Sendik is the founder and CEO of Balance Integrative Health which is why she knows something about acai and goji berries. And uh, Balance Integrative Health is New Orleans' first standalone integrative health center. After spending 17 years working in both the public and private sectors of the state health system and experiencing the dissatisfaction of almost everyone associated with healthcare, I agree with that, I'm sure, <laughs> Lena decided to bring a truly new integrative model to New Orleans. Lena helps people heal by designing individualized health and wellness plans. I thought that's what a doctor was supposed to do, but of course... Well, those we days have behind doctors us. there that do that. Are so you, you, don't actually are do you a nutritionist? Did you major in nutrition in college? Or? I'm a master's in public health. So okay. I'm like the whole business end of it. I gotcha. I'm the idea right. person and the money person mm-hmm. and the you know, team leader. Are you making a lot of money over there? We just opened in June. So we're doing pretty Ah. well on the, you know, just launching the business or getting our feet wet. And how do you get people to come in? Just advertise and we've done some radio advertising. We've got some television commercials out there. We're doing direct marketing. Are you in them? Are you the person like on the front? Like, come on down in the commercial? Yeah. 
I'm in the commercial. Like All of us are in the commercial. <laughs> All of my staff and I are in the commercial. Okay. Yeah. Are it's you from awkward. New Orleans? I'm not. I'm originally from the Midwest. Okay. Uh, grew up in Milwaukee and Chicago. Oh, so. nice. Yeah. And did you get your master's down here? I did. Went to Tulane. Nice. So I got my master's in public health. Do you have yeah. a college degree, sir? I do. From what, LSU. What from Nutrition. LSU. Nutrition. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sir, you have to come work with us. I know. Yes. There you go. <laughs> That's, is that a job offer already? How much of that drink have you had? <laughs> I told you I was <laughs> yeah. a quick drunk. I know. You, you already drank offering people a job. This is awful. Uh, awesome. <laughs> I mean, not awful. Let me uh, finish this. In recognition of Lena's work, the National Association of Professional Women named Lena the 2014 VIP Woman of the Year. Wow. Oh, my God. Woman of the Year. Congratulations. Did you get a crown? That's huge. I didn't. I really wanted a tiara, too. Did you get a sash? I got no. What do you get for Woman of the Year? I got a boa. No, but that would have been a very that appropriate, too. Fun. I got a plaque. A plaque you can put up on the wall. That's yes. Good. Okay. Not, not like a new mouth plaque. No. I probably have that, too. Oh. A little plaque I have way right too there. much of that. No, I got a plaque. You're, you have tooth I, problems, David? All the time. Dental problems. Do you really? Yeah, I got to go see her. Some don't, people. We don't do dental work. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I meant uh, the food uh, stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. The dietitian stuff. And so I need you to lose weight. Yeah. yeah, you're overweight. Well, I need to lose weight. How much do you need to lose? To, uh, I don't know. 40? 40 pounds. Maybe. I don't know. And wh- what, how'd you put it on? I live in New Orleans, man. Just that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> New Orleans, that's drinking it. and eating. That's it. So, uh, Maybe you, it's are not you prepared? 40, that's too severe, but Are you prepared 25. to give up Paul Boys and beer? Oh, yeah. Bread is a killer, right? You don't have to do that. Everybody's different. Everybody's body is different and reacts to things differently. And just never give up anything. It's all about ah, moderation. Okay. Because if never you do give up, give up something, you crave you it so much, and then you just behind. break. It's a diet more than just a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a, really, you it's know? about a lifestyle change. No diet. Diet's a bad word. Okay, yeah. so Have your s- poor boy. Have it twice a month instead of every day for lunch. Well, I don't eat it every day. Yeah, I'm but just, but, but there yeah, are a lot I of people something who do. Something's made you 40 Oh, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. What do you like to do in the way of exercise? What do I do? I'm sorry? What do you like to do for exercise? Uh, open the refrigerator, mm. close the refrigerator. Well, that's good, I suppose. If you typing. Typing's probably watching 14, TV. Right? And no. are, you, are you from New Orleans? I am. Okay. Yes. There you Born go. and raised. I'm a native. I gotcha. Let me finish th- reading this paragraph because this is the sentence I've been looking forward to reading since I glanced <laughs> down while you were talking. <laughs> Lena's own health and wellness has been greatly increased by moving to New Orleans for college, which we've already discovered, and never returning leaving behind her membership in the soprano-like Milwaukee balustrieri crime family. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> really? Is that true? It is a bit true, but it's a little, uh, the soprano-esque a- aspect of it is a little bit exaggerated. Uh, I do have a relative who is, it's very convoluted, my family. Uh, my father's family is Sicilian, and they're all from, like, the same three towns in Sicily. So there's a little intermarriage going on several generations back, and so my, uh, it would be my great aunt, her brother married someone else that was related to the family. So it's like intermarriage, but he took over the mob family in Frank Ballastrieri, the mob boss of Milwaukee. And, and ultimately, what, what relation is he to you exactly? He's a, an uncle. He's your uncle. So your uncle is great a mob uncle. boss. So your dad's brother. We're talking about no, no, great uncle. Oh, so great it was uncle. my grandfather. It was my grandmother's brother-in-law who was somehow related to my grandfather as well but so if very something young. did happen nowadays and you needed somebody to be there for you you have people well my people that, are dead okay he unfortunately died in federal prison uh, ah okay yeah yeah so a lot there of are these no guys more people left no more people right. and i don't want to find them <laughs> so the was mob- there ever a italian restaurant and in the back there was maybe some Shady. Some dealing, dealings yeah. going it, down. It was absolutely. It was called Snugs and waterfront property, Milwaukee. There was a payphone, and it's funny because I was 11 or 12 when most of this was going on, and you don't know. And were there any late night fishing excursions or not? No. With an, not with a 12 year old. No. Uh, <laughs> but they killed people and so on. I'm sure. Uh, wow. So wait. Scary. You said when you were younger, you'd be in the Italian yeah, well, restaurant. Yeah, would go into the bar, and you know, you'd see the old men sitting there on the payphone, smoking and everything. cigars. Yeah, and you, I like just didn't fellas. know. Yeah, I didn't know. And our family had grocery stores and pizza parlors and meat markets, and I mean, we sort of kept to our own little self. My father's an attorney, and you sort of distance yourself from all that. But <laughs> as you get older and you realize what's going on, you're like, Shit. 
interesting. That phone only rang at this certain time, and there was only, and he always... <laughs> Right, set and a that, certain code, that's right. and, and that was definitely, definitely going on in Snubs. Oh my God, Wikipedia, and so, yeah, Wikipedia. Here exactly. he is. That Wikipedia. is your great, great, your great <laughs> uncle. It's real. It's on Wikipedia. It's real. Yeah. He looks yeah, very nice. And he took over for. Don't right they there. all? Look don't at they the always sentence look nice? here. He's a nice looking young Bell man. Stereo eventually people. referred to himself as the most powerful man in Milwaukee, and said after the hit on an acquaintance, August Augie Palmasano. Bellasteria was quoted as saying, he called me a name to my face. Now they can't find his skin. Ooh. Got him. Apparently. Well, there's some movie got dialogue him. right there. So you've I read like this, this no guy. doubt, on Wikipedia, right? I did. So this you is all true, this stuff here. I don't know if it's all true. My, my, my real memory, you know, it was 11 years old or 12 years old, and I would sit in the morning and read the paper with my father. And, you know, he'd always have the front page of the paper, and I'd read the little comics and the living and the Dear Abby. And you know how they continue the stories on into the back. Mm -hmm. Well, I flip over and I'm like reading and there's dialogue, Uncle Frank, you know, so-and-so, Uncle Frank, so-and-so. And I'm like, Dad, why is Uncle Frank in the paper? He's like, I don't pay any attention to that. And I'm like, but they're saying he said, you know, it was wiretaps that they had printed oh, wow. in the, you know, when, when he was getting in trouble. And I'm like, oh, but I didn't get it. You know, I didn't know. David, so David you want a drink? Well. Oh, uh, sure. Too late. We just oh, lost wow. the way. Well, that this is a is great kind story. of a fun one. Well, yeah, That's let's. Fun. We might be able to come up with uh, with some ideas about making that into a movie. Do you think? Oh, I'm sure that I can't. I don't know why somebody hasn't already. And he took well, let's, a, he took over for another family you know member, Mr. Mike, Alioto, and Mr. they were family Alioto. too. So you're family. You're two generations into the mob in Milwaukee. Apparently, you so. know who could make this into a movie. The guy sitting right next to you, David Dubas. He's a screenwriter and award-winning filmmaker. I've got some filmmaker. ideas, David. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> David's work has appeared on Lifetime, Stars, and A&E, among others. Ooh, David's Lifetime. De debut short film, The Roommate, starred Bill Paxton and premiered at the Sundance Film Festival. Like David's Bill documentary, Paxton. Rodrigue, A Man and His Dog, starred Oscar winner Whoopi Goldberg as the voice of Tiffany, oh. beloved pet of world-renowned Cajun artist George Rodrigue. You made a film with a talking dog in it. I did. And way before the talking and dog Goldberg. Phase. Way before was Babe it? the Pig, too. Way before really that was, was cool. So you started that trend. I did. Wonderful. I'm in charge of the, the originator. <laughs> and there was a documentary about, this, about the blue dog. And that's the one I did. George yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What does she say, the dog? What, what words did you give well, the dog Well, it's interesting because George, when I interviewed George, George wasn't much of a talker. You right. know, he was kind of antisocial, to be honest with you. Where'd you interview uh, him? I interviewed him in uh, Lafayette, Lafayette, where he mm -hmm. had his gallery. Right. And he agreed to sit down for one interview and then one little B-roll visit to uh, where the Evangeline tree, oak tree was. Yep. And that was it. And then he gave me a bunch of his uh, paintings. He uh, gave you a well bunch not, of not his paintings. paintings. But, but like silkscreen uh, prints, uh, prints Very cool. to, to photograph. And uh -huh. then I had to come up with my own story. And George kept referring to Tiffany as like a human being. He so Tiffany, I didn't know the dog had a name, Blue Dog. It was Tiffany, called Tiffany. Yeah, Blue okay. Dog was a uh, painting that he, he decided to paint like a werewolf dog, a loup garou yeah. in yeah. a Cajun folklore. So he used Tiffany as a model. And he always talked about Tiffany as a person, not a dog. So I decided, well, let's let the dog narrate the story and we'll get someone to play the dog. And I met Whoopi Goldberg in his gallery one day and a little light bulb went off and I thought, Bam. you know, I think I'll ask her. Yeah. And so I, I told her, I said, I can't pay you certainly what you're worth, but maybe I can get George to paint a painting of you with Tiffany did you? as your payment. And I did. Oh my nice. God. nice. That's probably that worth a lot more than you could have negotiating. Yeah. That is cool. <laughs> Where so is the painting now? She has it. She has it, yeah. She has it in her front room, in her house. I've always liked her. Was she nice She's in awesome. real life? <laughs> She's awesome. She always seemed very... Very down to earth, very mm -hmm. funny, very easy to work with. Whatever happens to sweetheart. her. Sweetheart. She's on The View. The, she still does mm -hmm. The View. Yeah. Funny and occasionally enough, acts. I yeah. She does still a bit of acting. I never yeah. see her name anywhere. Do you, Sarah? Do you watch The View? That's because Rarely. she's on The View. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't watch it either. That's a full-time gig. Nobody yeah. watches I it. I mean, first of all, I work every day yeah, during I mean, the day. And second of all, it's you all would drama. not be my it's top. Like, eh. what, is the, what is the concept behind The View, David? I don't know. It's just you don't uh, watch it a bunch of women talking about all women kinds of shit. That's yeah. boring. Yeah. Just women drama, basically. But just because it's, it's women doesn't mean to me women that and have some, to be and occasionally crap. women fighting with each other on the panel. Like, <laughs> yep. they put like ultra liberals and ultra conservatives, yeah. and they're like, go talk well, about. Well, that's this. television. That's what news has become. Yeah. Now. So that's what it's supposed yeah. to be. It's like it's like a news show with women arguing about. Crap. It's, it's just about like a, all kinds yeah. of crap. I don't know. It's really not that exciting unless you. It just want to hear a bunch of women argue, but I think if you have girlfriends, yeah. you're probably, and wives, it's 
probably get enough of that without <laughs> watching it on TV. So why would Whoopi Goldberg do that if she's so talented and fabulous? I guess they're paying her a lot of money. Yeah, right. I, wonder what they, <laughs> yeah. I guess they get paid. And then a lot she of doesn't money. have to do movies. So anyway, David's movie that starred Whoopi Goldberg as a talking dog was on PBS. That's rather impressive. So you were the director, or the writer. Yes, writer, director, writer, producer, director. editor. Cool. I've always loved the Blue Dog. I'm from Lafayette, and oh, okay. I just I grew up with all that. My stepmom was their manager for a while. The Cafe Blue Dog Cafe. Oh yeah, sure, sure. And sure. I just yes, it's a always cafe as well. Mm, what does it? Blue Dog Cafe. Yep. It's always just been. It's all all over Lafayette and around there. So yeah, it's, it's cool. ironic because when I interviewed him in the film, he says. I don't want to put Tiffany on shirts and this and that. And, the other. and of course, a few years later, the mm. dog it's was everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of Veterans Boulevard. I know. You yep. couldn't get much cheesier than that. <laughs> um, currently, David's writing the screenplay adapt- adaptation for a book called Butterfly and the Typewriter, which he bought here. So we're going to all read three pages of this. Butterfly and the Typewriter is a biographical film about novelist John Kennedy Tall, author of A Confederacy of Dunces. Which is, of course, never going to get made as a movie because it's mired in litigation for yes. the last hundred years in Los Angeles. Dave is also directing his first feature film, Bayou Tales, Ooh. which he's currently shooting right here in New Orleans. How come you've got That'll a day off fun. to come and drink you alcohol asked me, down my here? friend. Wow. Well, I didn't. Graham asked you, but she's very persuasive. Tell us about yes. Bayou Tales. I, I, I made a uh, concession to come here. No, no, no. It, you know what it is? It's, no. I'm a big fan of those uh, uh, anthology films from the 70s that the British made. Tales from the Crypt, Paul I'm not, I'm not, oh, I I'm not British, by the way. I know you're familiar with what I'm talking about. I wish I was. Oh, what are I you love Tales about? from the Crypt. Yeah, yeah. so this is what... Tales from the Crypt. Bayou Tales is sort of oh. a, a southern Louisiana version Creepy. of... Yes, Tales that. from the Crypt, Twilight Zone-ish. Yes. And it's about a, a guy on the run from the law who, during a hurricane, he takes refuge in this rundown cafe mm-hmm. on the bayou. And on there's the an old man there. And he tells him these stories, oh, and we see it. the stories. And we keep going back to the cafe. It all ties together at the end. So that's so what I'm doing. Do you need any extras? All the time. <laughs> all right. Are you looking for a film career? I'm, as well lo- as <laughs> I'm, being I'm a definitely interested. You should come on the set, and then you can come here and report about what it's like to I be like on the set of there a movie. Yeah, we that could would do be like, cool. Because yeah. well, we haven't had any reporters actually on the there show. You yeah. you could do the I could be the official reporter. Yeah, you could do. Yeah. I could just quit my regular day job. You could do Just this full time. <laughs> yeah. It's an hour a week. Just give free drinks. Yes, free drinks and <laughs> hang out. We are in New Orleans. <laughs> After all. Let me tell you about our final guest on the show today. We're still doing the introductions an hour later. This is, uh, this is Jack Locke, ladies and gentlemen. You might Hi, Jack. Hey. Hi, Jack. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Awkward pause. Jack, no, because we're just waving at Graham DePonte, our fabulous producer who just walked hey. in. Jack Locke is a New Orleans entertainer in every sense of the word. As a multi-instrumentalist and songwriter, Jack is the front man for the high-octane The Jack Locke Rock Show uh-huh. and the experimental Jack is a four-letter word, which is a sort of a, a literary joke because Jack is spelled J-A-K. Correct. The C is silent. Very witty. C is not J-A-K. even silent, it's missing. That's as witty as I get, so don't, don't get excited. So no. Jack is a four-letter word is a funny name for I think Sarah can get you to get a little wittier today. <laughs> you think so? We're trying for yes. it. You know okay. who he looks like? He looks like the guy that sang, what is that song? Uh, Never fall in love. I'm going to okay, look it up. On. I'm going to look it up. But he looks Shazam. like a famous <laughs> singer. I'm going to look that one up. No, yeah, I'm curious. Please do. Let's see who Jack looks like. Right. Okay. Uh, Jack is also co-fronting the 1950s rock and roll trio, the Nola Treblemakers, the Vaudevillian folk trio, the Speakeasy Serenaders, and he ringleads the band for the freak show to go circus sideshow burlesque troupe. And if you think that's all he does, keep listening. As a filmmaker... Jack is finishing up his directorial debuts, plural, a complimentary set of two independent Western films, both called Targeted. David, would you want to hear the story behind that, or shall I finish this whole thing? No, go ahead. I'm going to keep going. As a game designer, Jack's video game, Black Lodge 2600, was an internet hit in 2011. As an author, Jack's debut novel, Frogdale's Junkyard, is a political satire which requires zero knowledge of politics. And in his spare time, Jack hosts a a podcast, called Midnight Movie Exchange, and he makes appearances on this podcast. Jack was our first ever music guest on Happy Hour, way back in the beginning, and this is his sixth appearance Correct. on Happy Hour. Awesome. Yeah. It's great to have you back. And wait till, he's, wait till he sings a song Jack. for you. This, could, he's could like you a silent volcano. Just a more? No. I was going to say, yeah. do, do you, no. are you like Michael yeah, no. Keaton in that synchronicity <laughs> movie? Just clone yourself repeatedly? You know? <laughs> so but we've got to find out about the movie, because last time you were here, targeted, well, I'll give you the, I'll give you the quick story for you guys. Targeted as two movies. 
One was a screenplay that Jack had written when he was six years old. Correct. Right? Yeah, I unearthed that and read it, and it was like, "This is so bad that we've got to do a, you know, a legit movie treatment of this." <laughs> but so now he's making the six-year-old version right. as a screenplay. I mean, as a movie. Feature. As Feature. A f- uh, no, it's only about forty minutes in length. Okay. I mean, I was six. Come on. You wrote a forty-minute <laughs> film when you were six. six. That's it. I don't know. It was that long. I thought it was going to be about five minutes. Actually, no. The A script is forty minutes. That's right. The one I wrote when I was six was about is about twenty-five minutes. I think. That's still so pretty yeah. impressive. Still, still impressive. Yeah. Still, yeah. I mean, six I, I years thought old. that guy was impressive. He wrote Neon Bible when he was sixteen. Yeah. This guy, uh, John Kennedy yeah. Hall. Yeah. Oh, wow. 16. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Did I didn't you, write did anything. Did you know that, Lena? I did. How did you know that? Because I've read all of his books. I went to Tulane. Well, what, Tulane? He, went to, and he John, went to Tulane. He went to Tulane. Ken t- he went to Tulane. John his Kennedy papers Tulane. are at Tulane in wow. the uh, Tilton Library. I went up there. and wow. then He's yeah. in our curriculum. 27 boxes of his stuff there. Wow. wow. If you go through it, are you allowed to touch it? Yeah. Yeah. Are you? You got to wear gloves, You have to wear gloves, yeah. That's not no, so I'm funny. Kidding. It's you an don't archive. have to wear gloves. You have to wear white gloves or anything? I was like, no, that's a new one. We didn't really? have to. No, but I it's a really lot of his stuff there. Yeah, wow. very interesting. What sort of stuff is it? I mean, is it is he math, Everything from his math homework as a kid to right. his letters he wrote when he was in the Army. And is he anything like Ignatius in Confederacy of Dunces himself? Not, well, it's hard to say. It's, we can get into that. But, I mean, he as, I, as I've been writing the script and, and researching him more and more, a lot of his attitude... Is, for, is Ignatius physically no? It was based on Bobby Byrne, who was a professor at uh, uh, Southwest Louisiana, which is now ULL mm-hmm. in Lafayette. And Bobby Byrne wore the crazy clothes and the hat and everything and the mustache, and and he had the Boethius philosophy down. You know, so that's where he got that from. But so a lot Lena, of Lena's nodding like you know all the stuff already. Well, I don't know all of it, but I was a huge fan. I read his. I mean, I read mm. his book. It was great. You know, and when you live in New Orleans and you run around and you you know. You see that, like when I moved here, it was like, oh my god, that's Lucky Dog. I get, and you like can pick, you can. <laughs> this, was like a, this was like a guidebook for well, you. Well, I don't know about that, but you suddenly visualize. I don't know about everybody else, but like when I read books, I visualize the story of mm-hmm. what I think it's going to look like in my mind, right. and it's really kind of funny because I get here, and he does such a beautiful job in his book because what I visualized was the reality of it, and it's like, wow, this is so cool. This is real, mm-hmm. and. It's, it's funny because sort of not real, but it is real. People like Lena who come here from somewhere else and they read Confederacy and they say, wow, this is real. People in New Orleans read Confederacy and go, oh, it's exaggerated. Well, and now <laughs> but it's not. In 26 years later, I still don't really feel like it's entirely exaggerated. I mean, there's some not things I look all. at now and I'm like, eh, you know, I guess. But it's not it really great. So what's the story of your movie about John Kennedy? Talking? It's, it's about the is writing of the book and his starting with his birth really in his childhood and up will this be a feature film yes Just, okay so, wow. so, it's a, so it's a biopic yes it's a biopic about a writer about a writer which is pretty hard to do you don't see many of those a are there many writer. others it's very hard to pull off and that's the challenge but I love right. challenges and then trying to make a cinematic you know movie mm. out of this guy's life and but, but, you know, it's not just about him writing the book. It's about, you know, his childhood and his relationship with his mother, his uh, struggle to get the book published, uh, his off-and-on relationship with Bob Gottlieb from Simon & Schuster, uh, his suicide, and then the aftermath of his mother getting the book to Walker Percy right. and having him, you know, badger LSU Press to, to publish it. And it's ironic because this is a book that was not only rejected by uh, over a dozen publishers, but even LSU Press took forever to make up their mind. And the thing has now sold to date uh, three and a half million copies. It's been translated in 27 languages. I mean, it's just a worldwide hit. And And still the film of Confederacy of Dances can never happen. No. I mean, everyone sued everybody. It's a labyrinth of litigation. Yeah, it's really bizarre that nobody, it's got so much money stacked up against it. I don't think it should be a movie. Because really? it's too. The book is just. First of all, it's 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 just too good of a book, and it's too great of a book. Yeah, really. but you could say that's that about episodic. how many books could you say that about? What about the Bible? That was that turned out to be yeah. a pretty good movie. Uh, the Ten Commandments. I just think Confederacy is too episodic, and I can't imagine someone trying to take on that role. And you know, the Confederacy but curse. All the actors associated with it early on have died. Who John are? Belushi, John Candy, Chris Farley, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh my goodness! Is I didn't right? know that, but you're right, huh? Oh my god! I never well, the about only it. one I Zach knew. Zach Galifianakis is now currently attached. Is he <laughs> oh attached? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be at his shoes. No, can you bet? Can you go to Las Vegas or somewhere and put money on how long someone's going to live? <laughs> <laughs> this could be the day we clean to. up. I'm Let's sure you could that. convince someone to 
It's like Thelma Tool from the grave. Yeah. You know, exactly. How, uh, so what did you? My great what uncle you, back from the grave. It's called cool, it. Frank Valentine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, um, how long, why is that Galifianakis attached to a film that's not going to get made though? What is that? Well, mean? they're still struggling to try to see if it can get made. There's a broad. There's a version supposedly heading to Broadway. That oh, uh, Nick Offerman, rights. Nick Offerman read for Ignatius. Uh, so I don't know, but I don't know what's going on with that. It's going to be a musical. They can do no, no, no. It's like a, just a regular stage version of it. Thank There's God been stage versions of Confederacy. Uh, <laughs> right, a musical. Well, that Rouge, guy that yeah, that guy here from Spud here, McConnell. Spud McConnell. He did like yeah. A, he did like a stand, like a one-man show or something. Well, no, it's funny. I met the, the person who played Spud's mother on stage was a former student of Ken Tools at Dominican College when he taught, and I interviewed her. Wow. And she, had a, she provided me with a lot of very useful information about him. So you call the guy Ken Tools? Because that's what he called himself. That's, a, that's what he called himself. John he called Kennedy himself Tool. John. In the, he, he was a very complicated guy. And he called himself John when he was in the Army, but around his friends, he was Ken. Ken Tool. Yeah. What a funny name. What did he actually, was he good looking? I mean, this is him on the cover of this book, but a lot, a lot of the students, he looks like a killer. A lot of his students fell in love with him. They thought he was this really good looking, handsome guy. And in certain photos of him, you know, you can see where he was an attractive guy. And then, but later on in life, when things weren't going so well, he sort of let himself go. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people have described him as a handsome young Should've man. And as a baby, he was health. like this beautiful child, wow. precoci very precocious child. So do you have the rights to this book? Do you yes, have to go I buy did. the rights to it and everything? I had to buy the rights to the, uh, to the book. And uh, there's some interesting laws that are involved with, you can write about anyone who's dead. Yeah. Uh, but you can't, if you write about someone who's alive still, Bob Gottlieb is really, it seems to be the, one of the few single people alive <laughs> still. Yeah. You can write about him <coughs> using, I'm using his own letters to John uh, Kentool. Is he the bad guy or a good no, guy? No, but see, that's the thing. That's the interesting thing. According to Thelma and the narrative that the mother spun, yeah. Gottlieb was the, the devil. Yeah. You know, but right. if you read his letters, he was actually very encouraging to him. I mean, and to, for a, a young novelist who had never published anything to get the attention of Bob Gottlieb would be like someone from New Orleans who had never written a screenplay and getting the head of CAA to call him. You know what I mean? Wow. It's I a mean, pretty it was, big deal. CAA is a big, big agency in Los Angeles. Yeah. So, so who's the bad guy in your story then? His mental illness. Oh, the mental illness. So it's like a sort of artsy French film. Well, I wouldn't go that far. It's like a little bit of Capote, a little but bit you've of... you've got to have a bad guy Whoa. for a Hollywood movie. Well, I like right? that you make the mental illness the bad guy. Yeah, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> that's great. It's and the it is, truth. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people want to look at Thelma as the, the villain, as the monster. Right. But she was also very complex, as dominating and domineering as she was. If without her, there would be no Confederacy. And Walker Percy is sort of the, the saint of the, the... Okay. And what, so, what yes. movie did you put on uh, the Lifetime channel? Cradle of Lies. Tell us about that. Uh, My dad uh, loves the I? Lifetime <laughs> channel. That is so funny. Your dad. My dad loves the Lifetime channel. Let me, the let me sum up. Is he, is he bedridden? Let me sum. <laughs> I don't he's get very so active. He's ambulatory. And so he's many men love the channel, and I really? think isn't it the like for women? And I can't, I can't handle it all the time. He'll be like, "Oh my God, you gotta watch this movie." <laughs> what does he think is so great about the Lifetime channel? Not he's without just my very daughter. sentimental. Like he'll read those novels that are, you know, romance like. This is your Novel. own dad. This is my dad. A straight married man, very like works out every day, good good shape, good looking. I just want to answer your question real quick about, and because it's a valid point that you made about um, why is the mental illness a villain. The movie I was associating with it also is A, a Beautiful Mind. Oh, okay. Where, you know, his that mental certainly illness, is you know, that's a good example. got a definite, uh, you know, kind of right. precedent with that film. So, Lena, you deal in mental illness as well, because I see, I see integrative medicine. When I first read this, I thought integrative medicine was going to be like, because you know, how you go to like, you go to your gynecologist and you go to your dermatologist and nobody knows what the left and the right hand is doing. I thought it was going to be integrating that kind of medicine, but it's actually integrating East and Western medicine. Yeah, right. it's it, basically, we would ultimately like to integrate every specialty in Western medicine with Eastern medicine and it's transdisciplinary medicine, which is a mental uh, public health term. It just means using any and all therapies that could possibly be used to treat the individual, and we're all different. So, you know, there's some chronic problems that we all have, chronic stress, chronic pain, you know, uh, we eat bad, we don't exercise, and all of these things lead to premature aging, premature hypertension, diabetes, all of these things. If we can get them under control sooner, I mean, just reducing a person's stress 
can add years to your life. So we combine. Is that true, or just yes, something someone says? It's absolutely it's true. true. How many years could I add to my life if I could just fucking relax? If you could, first of all, if you could meditate five minutes a day, five minutes That's a it? day will retrain your brain, will realign neural pathways in your brain, and can make a huge difference in how your body feels, how you think, how you form your thoughts. It, Tell it's us incredible. about how you would meditate five minutes a day. And that's nothing. We can five do minutes it. We can day. do it right you know, now. Let, let's talk to yeah, there's about can, whole can you drink? I think Jack's been doing it since yeah, he's been <laughs> since out of the conversation. Can you drink while you're meditating? Or s- not supposed to. I don't know a so, meditation I mean, version with that. We could. I mean, we can meditate right I'll just now. tell you on our webpage and our social media, Facebook, Twitter, we have all kinds of stuff that gives information about how to do it. You can meditate so many different ways. There's mantra meditations. There's visual visualization meditations. Well, how do you do it? I do all different things, but I do, well, do I do, do a half what an hour every day. Half an hour? Mm-hmm. I could, if I could do it, I usually do like about 15 minutes in the morning, maybe 15 minutes at night. If I could in do a quiet place. You sit down and... I sit in my bedroom. It's like the most zen place in my house. You sit on the floor? Actually, I just lay on the bed. I mean, they say okay. sit in an upright position, but you got to figure out what what's, works for you. you. I when had to sit this, in a what? bathtub before I could relax enough to actually start meditating. It took me... Was there any water in it? Yeah, I mean, I had to sit in the bathtub with, with you water, know, to, with water okay. warm water to just relax my body because it's... We don't realize how we carry our body even that we're not relaxed. It's like, oh, you know. Yeah, we do realize that, I think. I, well, That's why we were drinking. <laughs> right. <laughs> but f- there's a process of just following your thoughts through. So when you have one thing that comes after another, just follow it to the next to the next until your mind empties. There's no more thoughts. Or you can say mantras. You know, you could say, you know, just, just give me back. positivity over just and over again. Just go back one step. Okay. So what the, the concept I thought was is to have no thoughts at all, to empty your whole mind. Mm-hmm. And that's why people say a mantra, because it replaces all thoughts. You just say the same thing over well, and over. Well, that's right. not entirely that's not true. true. You, when you say the mantra, there's a meaning behind the mantra. And what will happen is you'll say the mantra, but thoughts will still come in. Yeah. And then you refocus on the mantra until eventually you reach what they call the space between thoughts. And it may only be like a second, you know, when you do it in the beginning. But you'll realize you kind of snapped out and you didn't think anything and you weren't asleep. Don't you have that driving a lot? No, I don't. You realize you're, in, you know, uh, blocks away from where you were supposed to yeah, be or usually, watching TV. You're but like, what that's the hell usually because I'm thinking about something else or I'm, that's you know, talking same, on the phone. No, no, not at all. So how long did it take you to get to the point where you maybe are now that you can actually do this and, you know, clear your head? I tried for years on and off, but I've been pretty religious about doing it every day now for the past two years. And I am, I feel a lot better it, I mean, it makes me calmer during the daytime. I find it works better for me in the morning. Um, so run, run through what you do in the morning. You get up and do you get up first and take a shower and whatever? Nope. Or do you do it straight away? I you do wake it up and right away. Lying in bed. Mm-hmm. First thing I do, and sometimes I'll do like where I listen to ambient sound in the background. NPR. And I say my, a mantra. Like one of you my have f- a mantra. Well, there's many different ones. Oh, it's like you usually don't need to get a special one from somebody. From a you could one. if you wanted to do transcendental meditation, but there's many mantras available all over the place. One of my favorite ones is Sat, Sat Chit Ananda, which means existence, con- conscious, existence, consciousness, bliss. And it's Sanskrit, and you just say that over and over. And, you know, I might think, oh, my God, I got to, you know, do three things today. To well, yeah, I'll think about all the things, and I'm like, nope. You know, and just keep doing it. And eventually, you know, I get to that place and I'm like, oh, wait, it just stopped. And then you realize it stopped. So then you're back to the mantra. And the longer you do it, you you know, if I were to sit there for an hour, probably about 20 minutes, I'd be out. And it's just like almost like you're high, you know, like mm. with nothing. It just it's it's a lifted space. Any you guys ever done this before, Jack? No, but I, I know that TM is very big with uh, David Lynch mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of filmmakers and, you know, Buddhism is very big in, in Hollywood. Well, transcendental meditation is not religious, though, or nor is Buddhism, of course, but it's not the same thing. It's spiritual. It? It's spiritual, yeah, exactly. 
It's a spiritual practice. Right. But I mean, it's not related to a religion Mm-mm. at all. No. It's no not, not at it's all. It's not Hindu or Buddhist or no, anything No, they, they tend to practice it in their different pra- kinds yeah, of it. Exactly. Right. In Buddhism, yeah. they, I, it's like, ton, ton, I can't say it right, T-O-N-L-G-E-N, is in, it's tong, Tonglin or something. It's their, their Acai. <laughs> Acai. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pronounced. That's uh, her new mantra. How did you get into all this, Lena? How did you discover it? Well, when I was dissatisfied with everything that was going on yeah. in healthcare and, you know, just you're in an environment almost every single day where so- the doctor's not happy because he can't really do the job that he wanted, went to school to do. The patients are unhappy because they're sick and they're not getting the answers they want. The staff is unhappy because they're overworked. Uh, the other, you know, vendors that are working with the doctors don't get the time. I mean, there's just nothing pleasant about being in our healthcare system these days. So, you know, I had an opportunity to just kind of take some time and and back away. And I started need I needed to decompress. I didn't realize how upset and angry and frustrated I was. And I started looking for different ways to, you know, take care of things. And meditation was the first thing. Did you try drugs or alcohol like most people? Not really. I'm not big at that. I did that when I was in college and, you know, had fun. And it's just not really. Did Uncle Frank get you any free weed or? Nah. <laughs> I was like 12. Yeah, well, that's not... That's not you I know, did have parents yeah. that were the not... Par- your parents were normal. But t- were well, I wouldn't go so far as parents okay. being normal, but let's just say they, they were not in the mob. They weren't mob bosses. <laughs> they weren't mob okay. bosses. Yeah, no. They were just a different strain of Hey, normal. listen, <laughs> we're going to get on to figuring out how to make a movie out of your Uncle Frank's story in a minute, but <laughs> let's, great. Make, let's let's ha- make Jack play a song in the meantime. You're going to make me Yeah. Yeah, it's going to force you to do it, because time's getting on here. Look at the time already. It is, yeah. Jack, what are you going to play for us today? You guys are in for a mine. surprise. Nice here. guitar, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. This is beautiful. Hairstyle. Look at that hair. Hair by the headphones. The he's a, isn't Jack, he's Jack's a great looking guy, isn't he? Let's yeah. face it. Yeah, Super he's pretty handsome. handsome. He's, very, he's handsome. very handsome. Even if you don't like, like Elvis right you should here. definitely go see and him. And we haven't even he's talked worth about a look. Targeted. <laughs> we have to get up, catch up. As soon as you finish the song, we can talk about Targeted as the movie. As soon as I finish the song, I'm going to hit the restroom because I've got three pints of Purple Haze that are knocking on a door that I need to answer. Do you, want to, do you want to do that before you play? Oh, no. That'll make the song better. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Is that yes. right? A full bladder <laughs> makes it sound better. It always does. Does it? Every time.
Jack, will you go to the bathroom? Just tell us what that song is called. Broken Joe. Broken Joe. Okay, we'll have to wait till Jack comes back. What did you think of that? I liked it. It had a very Tom Waits kind of Tom Waits and vocal styling there. Beautiful guitar. Did you get that? Yeah, totally great. Yeah, a little bit. He just unleashes some sort of wildness, doesn't he? Yeah. When he starts playing. Popping out of his. Well, as you know, he's been on Happy Hour. This is his sixth appearance. So I've seen him do this many times before, and every time he starts to play, everybody at the table like sits back in their chair, like, "Whoa!" Yeah. It's like a, it's like an energy wave. Mm -hmm. And he does all these wild things on stage as well. All these other shows that he does. So he's been playing for a long time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and he does all this other stuff too. We'll get him to tell us about his films when he comes back. Hey, Sarah, and I'm going to introduce you now. This is Sarah Rieger, Hello? who's sitting in for Hello? Andrew Duhon. Andrew's on the road uh, on tour. Where is he right now? In He's Europe. somewhere in Europe. You can go to andrewduhon.com okay. and find out. If you happen to be in Europe or the UK, or you listen to this podcast and it's 2014, <laughs> yeah, check it out and see where he is and, and go see him. But he'll be, uh, he'll be back at some point. I don't know when. Well, Do you have I'm any clue? Great time. Yes, until I he comes he back. I hope he doesn't come back just because I'm I'm having fun on these Thursdays. Oh, maybe he'll take Malaysian Airlines and never make it. Oh, oh. that was rough. That was below the belt. No, I'm sure he won't because uh, <laughs> I don't think they're still in business. Probably are they, or are they? Uh, I don't know. So, what do you do, Sarah, when you're not uh, I here? I am the sales rep for Covington Brew House. Oh, that's oh, fun. Oh, okay. That's a good so job. That's a good gig. Here's my business card. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yeah, so I, 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 I slang too. beer. Try to, I'm um, trying to, you know, expand Covington Brew House, and mm-hmm. we have it's a lot good of good beer. flavors. And Is it for sale here at Wayfair? Yet? We're actually, they're getting our Bach on tap. Okay. Oh, there yeah. you go. So okay, here's Jack Lock from Bach. the Jack Lock Rock Shows back. Oh. So, Jack. That was amazing, oh, by the way. Yeah, yes, everybody's very impressed. Oh, very good. Thank you. What if I hadn't asked you to play for another five minutes? Could you have held on? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, numerical references in that song, I noticed. Oh, are there? I didn't Do even you notice that. Have you got 20, the lyrics? In front? Something about 26. Yeah. I guess I was off by nine. I couldn't quite pick what the lyrics uh, Yeah, that means that I, I bought an underage whore. It's not a real story. But you bought an underage whore? Whore. Whore. You thought she was 26. That's a Marrero whore. She was 26, but you thought she was 26, but she was actually 35. Uh, no, the other way. Uh, off by 17. nine. Down. Yeah, 17. Uh, oh, she was actually 17. Do the down. Oh, I see. No wonder, you 17. Uh, no wonder hey. your residuals are always short. <laughs> <laughs> 17 is still Going legal. Going the wrong though. way with the numbers. I guess. 17 Damn. is legal, though, isn't it? Uh, in some states. In Louisiana, it is. It is, right? Is it really? Where, where, what, where was this happening, these underage whores? Oh. I didn't think about it that much. I was just making a song. Oh, it's just a, like an, it doesn't yeah. exist in you? <laughs> it's more of an atmosphere thing. Yeah. And there was another numerical reference here, was wasn't there? Did you notice that as well? No, I noticed the 26. Uh, I was well, there's a nine. 3 p.m. Uh, 3 p.m. That's more of a time reference so than numerical. So what's the song mm, about? Okay. Uh, it's about a drifter who just gets himself in a bunch of trouble, and uh, it's just about what kind of decisions he's made, I guess. Yeah, I'm glad to know it wasn't about you. Oh, no, it's not about me. <laughs> okay, so let's talk if it was, I wouldn't say it let's was. Let's talk about these two films, the, your two films and David's one film. Where, where are you both with it? Jack, where, the last time we spoke to you, you were, I remember this distinctly. You were looking for a bar room with like doors like you see in a Western. Right, yeah, we weren't able to find one, so we ha- I had to build one. Uh, we ah. built a bar, we uh, bought some swinging doors, hooked swinging them up. Doors. We, got a, uh, we, got, we found a place that was above a restaurant, just this abandoned upstairs that the guy owned. He was just like, yeah, I'm going to convert it into a condo or something in about two years. But until then, do whatever you want with it. And so we did. And I yeah, finally got that shot. So you got to elect your location. Yes. 
And where was this? In town? It was somewhere? in Homa. In Homa. Most of the film was shot down the bayou in like Homa, Thibodeau area. And what, okay. what's it called? It's called Targeted. Uh, it's Targeted. two films. Right. One that I wrote when I was six. And then I put so much money into the film, you know, trying to put it together. And I was like, you know, it'd be a waste to put all this money and talent, you know, because I had a bunch of people involved with it for just this silly script. So I wrote a better script and decided I was going to film both films at the same time so since they shared a lot of characters. Are you in it so. as well as directing yes, it? Yeah, so right. you wrote, starred, and directing. Right. And it, it's, it's mostly sort of an experiment to see if I'm worth a shit at doing, you know, this kind of this kind of project well, and how far through are you you shot the whole thing now we've shot the whole thing there's a couple of interstitial scenes or transitions left but that's like you know two five minute shoots and you're editing it, edit, editing it together yeah it's already edited together okay so uh, let me ask you this then are you worth a shit as a film director? I feel like I am I, I think it's going to get a lot better than that I thought that could be a great review yeah. worth a shit <laughs> worth a shit <laughs> I'd be, that'd be a success for me well you Somebody have a good contact a, right here worth, absolutely yeah so <laughs> when are we going to see somebody in the legitimate yeah film. maybe you can show David or uh, you know you have to make a trailer, I guess, next or something. I do. Yeah, I made an early trailer uh, because I needed to put something together for a pitch for a location that we were considering. Uh, so I put that out, I think, last year. We've been working on it for almost two years now because nobody's getting paid, right. least of all me. And so, you know, you just work around everybody's schedule. So um, when, do you, when do you think it's going to be going to be done like uh, what i've been like, telling everybody is when it's done for you i'll say that i am roughly. aiming this for year. november or december this year yeah. so we're yeah, this, year. this year awesome congratulations Thank i'm you. excited and, and where is the first showing going to be do you have a place I, in mind uh, i haven't even uh, thought of that yet okay. i still got to do sound foley and soundtrack gotcha. so but yeah once that's once i'm nearing the end of doing the soundtrack i'll definitely start you know we could, focusing on that we could invite all the guests that have been on happy hour because mm-hmm. you were the very first music guest on the very first happy hour we oh, can invite wow. everyone who's ever been on happy hour to come to a special screening that would be wonderful that would be there cool. you go that would be, be a wonderful. great party yeah. as well wouldn't go. it no, absolutely i'll bring the beer that's a, that's a good idea <laughs> yes. she'll bring okay. the ma- she'll bring the italian food <laughs> that would require hey. me actually having to cook <laughs> do you cook i do well, wow, this is like, are you, a per- are you Does married? Does your mom make are the best single? Italian meals ever? I What's your birthday so meal? I am so not married and will never get married. Never get married. Okay. Do you have Until a boyfriend right or a girlfriend one. or anything at all? Not to get personal here, What sort of expression is that? That was like, that was not I was even like, eye rolling. That was like, I'm disgusted that you asked me that. Yeah, um, Men are I'm just not going to comment on any of it. I'm, I have t- way too much on my plate right now to even worry you about be a with man that. Right. or any, a dog or anything. So. Not even a dog. <laughs> this I can't man, even take care of my this cats. This kicking ass, How taking names. Do she have? doesn't need a man. I have two that I'm allergic to. I can't keep up with my laundry. I can barely get the clothes to the dry this cleaners. This is why you need a guy around the house to do the laundry. I'm telling you. No, I, I, yeah, have I don't David, like. Are you I available? I don't like those kind of guys, though. <laughs> you don't want to They're, not, they're not contributing at all. <laughs> no, no, I don't like the kind of guys that are like will overly dote on me and like, oh, yeah, here's the yeah. laundry in here because I'm too. What kind of guy do you like? Well, typically, let's just. I I like, you know. I don't know. Can we change this up? You no, know not yet. Welcome to a Grant Morris production. My Twitter handle is. Balance Health LA, and you can find us at Balance Integrative Health on Facebook. Very there nice. you go. I have a question for you. That was a good segue. This, this has to do with food. What's your favorite meal that your favorite meal that your mom makes? Uh, well, okay, meal. so or your grandma? Yeah, no, my my mom's not a good cook. It was my dad that was a cook and the all, whole side of the family. Okay. So it's my dad. We're looking for a guy who can cook, just like dad. This um, guy, he won't even. He wow, won't you won't let really it go. Right. You're talking. I think it's fair to say my, if we can say Jack is good looking, we can say Lena's good looking too, right? Thank you. My She's grandmother gorgeous. made the best arrabbiata mm. pasta pasta sauce. Everybody homemade. here at this table is gorgeous except you and me, Grant. Let's face it. Well, come on. Well, that's so not that bad. Was, Three that out of five. Favorite, but I actually pasta like the carbonara. Pasta have you ever carbonara, heard? My, her I, I love pasta carbonara. Can you make that? Uh-huh. Can you have us all over for that? It's I, I'll bit, consider it. Do you know he's how trying hard, to get an invite to your house. Do you know house. how hard are, it is to find? Are you hitting on me? Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's asking you all these is questions about boyfriends. Yes. I like older men. Okay, that much I will give you. I wish I was older It's called subtext. 
Yes. Know. Hey, you know what? It's very hard to find a good pasta carbonara in New Orleans. I I've know. Got, where have you had a good one? Anywhere at all? I've not. So you have to just make I've it. I've had it, you know, at some places where it's pretty good, but it's... I've heard Vincent's is good. I've heard Eileen's is good. Uh, no. No? Well, they're Have you good, been to Vincent's? Eileen's? Oh, Vincent's is probably Irene's. my... Yeah, Vincent's is Irene's? probably my no, favorite. Irene's. Yeah, Irene's. Sorry. Vincent's is your favorite pasta carbonara. It's, it's, no, it's my favorite, like, sort like of Italian Have you been place. to Italian Barrel? I have not. That I've heard place it's great. is very the best good. Italian meal I'll I've had honest, in New Orleans. I really try to avoid the Italian food in New Orleans because it's just nothing is ever good enough for me right. when it comes to Italian food. I can make it at my house better. Okay, right. well we're coming over. When do you make it? How often do you cook? <laughs> when? I don't. When exactly? Right. Do my date laundry. and time right. are you gonna have this? How much ready laundry have you got us? stacked up right now there? I think uh, he's trying bit. to get an a invite. Lot. Does it pile up in the cupboard? It, well, or? yeah, I have a What's like laundry cabinet in a cupboard yeah. under the stairs. Ooh, so there's the washer and the dryer, and it's piled up as high as both of them, like Every in this time. little area. So hmm. are you going to give her your number, or what where's about, this headed no, I'm not, right I'm not now? Volunteering to do, I mean, are you going to do laundry. the laundry, and she's going to so do Grant, like, cooking uh, for us? Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, or a yeah. Do you like have a girlfriend? Do you like older? I have a cat. She has two cats. I don't know if I'm allergic to her or not. How can you tell if you're allergic to a cat? She has two cats. You have one cat. You break out in hives. Really? Do you have that? Uh-huh. Why don't you but get you rid of them? But you still have the cat. Because they've been my cats for like 15 have years. Have you always You've been allergic to them? You've had hives for 15 years. No, I just I started. I can hook you up with an integrative medical clinic. <laughs> I got allergic to them about four or five years ah. ago as they aged. So they get more allergy <laughs> inducing as they get and their hair changes and it's Does become it? a problem. And, you know, I know a really good integrative care center, too. Well, let's go down there. What's the deal with a cat? Why does their hair change? Oh my I'm God. not a vet. Is it diet? Who Maybe? knows? They're cats. They're cats. Ask the vet. Get the vet on next how did time. You, how, did you get, how did you end up with three cats, David? Well, my ex-girlfriend, I, I adopted one cat. Three? Okay? I yeah. adopted one. Then she brought me a cat that turned out to be, she said it was taken <laughs> care of, meaning I had it shot. And they had a it cat. It wasn't fixed, and it got pregnant, oh. and I came home one day to four kittens on oh. my kitchen table. Oh, that's that's a, awful. That's yeah. a great you, thing to come home to. Did your one cat knock up your other cat? No, 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 that no. That one went outside went and outside got, knocked got knocked up. The neighborhood that slut. That dirty, dirty yeah, cat. That dirty slut. And she came <laughs> back in and had four kittens on my, so I adopted out most of them. Three. And I, and I had two you left, and I couldn't get rid of them and, and I just got it well I got it so what are their still. names tell us their names well ironically my my first cat is named Lena but it's spelled oh. differently it's that spelled is differently. really funny L-I-N-A I think you L-E-N-A yeah L-I-N-A named after Lena Vertmuller the director okay, yes yes and uh, Audrey because she's so skinny like Audrey Hepburn you know mm-hmm. okay. and Betty Beautiful. who's like the golden cat like right. golden girl Betty right? yes you know big, yeah and so then what are your names Sahara, because she looks like a desert, and she's really, really fat, so she's expansive. Okay. And Splash, but we call her Speedy because she runs away. All right. It's and very then skittish. What are your? What's yours? Poppy. Poppy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Poppy. She came with that name, so. Have y'all you ever named it after heroin? Yes. <laughs> no, she came with that name, so I don't even. Have y'all ever seen a cat or dog with just like two legs or you know yes. three legs? And well, I saw one. He was in my neighborhood, and he had a little. Was his name Lucky? His name was Speedy, oh. and he oh, had that's a little. So funny. He had two little arms right here. It was a dog, and he had no back legs, and they had a little. Oh, the carrier. They had yeah. a carrier, carrier for him, and they Wheels. called him Speedy. Oh, that's poor little cute. thing. That's cute. Sarah, do you have any pets? I had a cat. Her name was Sugar. You had a cat called Sugar. What happened? Rest in peace. Oh, oh yeah. But she would come when I called her. I would. She'd come running across the street, her tongue hanging out. And she you got run over cat. by a car on the way over to you. Well, my mom said that she passed away, but I found out the real, the real story. She had gotten mauled by another cat. Oh in the no! My mom oh, fouled oh, her. That's awful. But I'll tell you a funny story. One time I came Please home, do. I was a lot younger. <laughs> <laughs> After on that, that tragic on that one. Note, <laughs> I came home one day and she was covered with red and I just thought she was bleeding. I started bawling my eyes out and I, I wrapped her up in a towel and I was just crying. I was probably in middle school. I brought her to my mom and I was like, Mom, we have to go to the vet. Just crying and she was looking up at me, you know, curled up in my little towel that I was holding her in, just red all over her. And so I get into the car, we're going to the vet. My mom's like, it'll be okay. I'm just bawling, crying. She's just looking up at me, kind of licking me. So we get in the car. Your mother's licking you? 
No, it's a loaf of sugar. And then I look out the window and I'm like, oh, there are torn up ketchup packets on the garage floor. So she had gotten into the ketchup packets. I thought she was bleeding all over oh her body. God. So I was just bawling and That's she was funny. just That's like, adorable. where are we going? That's a special thing. Anyway, so that was, that was the good story. Yeah. Rest, rest in peace, sugar. Yes. Okay, Jack, we have to go around the table and complete this. Do you have any pets at your place? I have a dead dog, yes. A dead one? <laughs> See, I yeah. like dogs. Now you have to say a funny story. <laughs> Where, do I? I Is know. he buried in your backyard? She's buried, yes. Oh. What's her name? Dixie. Oh. I had her for 18 years. Oh, there you Very what, long for a yellow lab. dog? Oh, yellow lab. Okay, that's yeah. oh, a great dog. I love dogs. <laughs> was she big? No, you can't have a dog because no, you're never hung. No, she was small, No, we had dogs. We had Italian uh, mastiffs for a while, and they're stomach, huge, yeah. but I, I don't live with them yeah. anymore. So. Wow. But could you take the dog to to work? Because that's very restful, having a dog. Um, you cannot have animals in a health clinic. No. Just like in a restaurant. You're not supposed to have them either. It's not. What about if it's a therapy dog? Not in a clinic. It's like, you know, yeah. not... They take them to hospitals. Yeah, so no, no. during certain specific areas when, you know, but like I can't have them in the clinic when we're treating patients okay. and there's sickness that hey. endangers the dog and the so people. I got, I got this off the internet, so it's probably true, right? Okay. These are all the things that I can get done over there at Balance. Yep. I yep, can get a sinus it. massage. You can. Who does that? Our massage therapist. I like the sound what does that, of that. mean? Basically, what it never is heard of that. is, is it's, it's, just a, it's a massage of the face, okay. and they use essential that. oils like spearmint, wintergreen, eucalyptus, hot towels, and they open up your sinus mm. passages, and they oxygenate the skin, so you get more blood flow there, and they're okay. really great. That must feel great. It does feel wow. great. Does that help with the? Do you have when you get the allergies? Is it respiratory? Uh, it just well, hives? you can get rest. Oh, me? You? No, yeah. I get eyes and hives. Nice. Yeah, hmm. I have. I have drops. You don't have hives today. No. What what else? I can get kinesiology there as well. Yeah, you have a consultant that does movement consults and watches how you move, your gait. Uh, You know, if you have chronic injuries, they can advise you on what types of exercises that you would be doing. We aren't a gym, so we don't do exercise there. But we can refer you to people that would help you, like maybe Pilates. You need to do this to strengthen the muscle around your hip. So these people are all in your clinic. They're all sitting there waiting for me to come in. Well, they're not all sitting there. They're, they're, everybody has different days. You know, we have massage therapists in on every day. We have doctor in on every day. We have Eastern medical practitioners every day. So, so can I? So if I'm feeling sick, for example, I've got something wrong. I wake up and I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I go to your place like I would go to a reg, regular doctor? Yep. So you yeah, just, you it's a regular, look, there's Poppy right there, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, don't come for us for an emergency. Like if you're having chest pains, go straight to the hospital. We're not an urgent care center. No, but know? if I, okay, but if I wake up and I, I'm, if you normally, have a cold, I would normally go to a doctor because yeah. I don't have a fan, what used to be called a family doctor mm-hmm. or a primary care physician because I can't even fucking find one. To help yeah. With. And it really annoys me. So I could actually, you come could be. Come and have our fam, use so our you family could be doctor. A, my, you could be a family doctor at your place. Yep, we're That's waiting. Like a GP. Yeah, we have an in general internal medicine. Uh, we have two Eastern medical practitioners that practice with the internist. So if you came in and you've got a cold and you don't want, you know, there's really nothing you can give for a cold. Although a lot of days these doctors are giving out Zithromax and stuff because that's what we think we're supposed to And they wonder have. why there's all these strains of um, mm. bacteria of around that Ebola. are... We yeah, have well, no, that are immune to antibiotics yeah, now. Yeah. We have a lot of great herbal remedies, and our practitioners we can personalize them and mix them. We compound, order from a pharmacy, that's and can great. compound everything for you. Wow. So the so. last time I tried to do this, I had to go to a doctor to get a, something for a blood test or some bullshit. I couldn't get an appointment when I finally did find some clinic that would see people. Is it like a primary care physician? I had to wait six weeks to be seen. Wow. Well, now's How the long? time for you to come and see us How because long we have, have very wait? minimal wait times right okay. now. Uh, if you wanted to see our physician, uh, let's see what's today, Thursday. I could get you an appointment next Wednesday. Wow. In okay. a week. So a week, within a week. Yep. Okay. And is, do I... Do you take all the forms of health insurance, or how we, does that work? We are, yeah, we have applied for all of our health insurance. A couple of them are rolling in right now. It's such a long process, but we will be taking everything except Medicaid. We'll take Medicare. We have Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, United, TRICARE. Well, We're doing them all. Well, here's the big one. If I don't have health insurance, is it still affordable? Yes, and that's kind of the way we designed it. Um, the average visit for any 
thing in our clinic is $150 for an hour and a half of time with anybody. We an give hour you an and a half. We give you an Good hour, $150 an hour with our MD, and you can stay the whole hour. You're not pushed out of the door okay, in that's 20 minutes. See, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you usually you're in and out. A I cash mean, wow. visit, wow, is generally about 150 bucks these days. Sliding scale. And you get 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe. So if you're lucky, maybe, yeah. At the most. I mean, and they're looking at yeah. their watch. They're trying. You no, know, the doctor to normally you sit in that person. exam room waiting for the doctor for to come. For an hour. Doctor breathe, yeah, your doctor breezes in. What is Five it? Five minutes. Say, yeah. I've got these hives from my cat. They're like right, right. the prescription. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And they walk out. And that's they walk it. out. Yeah, that's and it. The, and the other it's really cool part about minutes. it is every single one of our practitioners looks at your chart. So even if you go get a massage, the doctor's going to look at your chart. So you kind of get a bonus in every single that. visit that you come. You know, I, I can go see the you know, nutritionist and the doctor is looking at the chart too. We have, we have rounds once a month at our clinic where we sit down with all the practitioners. We go over charts, wow. uh, medical record see, systems with patient portals. This we communicate fantastic. directly with that's our that's patients. Unbelievable. So I'm not really glad to have met you. This, is worth, this so whole thing has been worth one, it. One more <laughs> question for you. When are we going to have dinner next Wednesday, is it? Is we're that gonna, right? We're going to have the pasta. She's going to cook for all of us. It has to be Sunday because the Sunday, it's always Sunday dinner. We'll go to church and where do, we buy the, where do we buy the prosciutto from for the carbonara? I got it covered. And it actually, true well, carbonara uses pancetta. I, if I oh. do it with prosciutto, it's it's uh -oh. not carbonara. Oh, it's pancetta. Yes. Okay. Don't be but telling her what's it, in her okay. carbonara. I can make it with prosciutto, but that's actually a different She's dish. Calling you well, I was thinking we could buy the ingredients and you could cook it. Then I'll you let you guys and buy the ingredients. Yeah, so you have to tell us where to go. Where do yeah. you buy all the right <laughs> stuff? Well. It just kind of it depends. Like I don't know, Stein's Deli gets some really great prosciutto and pancetta and stuff from New York. So eh, look Steins. at my ingredients. So it's list. right. Stein's is right by you too. Yep, Stein's is like across the street yeah, from right. my business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we can, cool. we, 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 can, we can do that. I Quite can, I can do that. We can have some pasta carbonara. Awesome. You'll be sorry that you said that because we're going to take <laughs> you off on that. <laughs> no, We've that's got fine. to get out of here in a minute to make way for paying customers. Jack, can we can we have one more oh, song certainly. out of you before? Before we go, okay. I can't believe it's an hour has gone yeah, by already. Quick. What happened there? Let me get onto any I of these. I talked a lot. <laughs> we haven't even read this book yet. Oh, spare time, read it. It looks right. I, I, haven't, her, I haven't bought a real book in ages. Yeah, that's right. You should read this first, Lena. I'm actually very Can interested in reading it? that book. Well, everyone has oh, to have like yeah. you know we have like a library system. Okay, could everyone please give Jack a shot at? Ah, uh, ah. Uh. 
cirrhosis to end happy hour for this week jack thank you so much thank you have you ever seen a guy like that we're sitting around here like at this little tiny table shoulder to shoulder and suddenly it's like a volcano yeah jack you're a brave man and thank you so much jack to wow isn't he awesome thank you so much for coming back for t- uh, oh, thank you for having visit me number six yes yeah. visit number six let's go for a seven later yes lucky number right <laughs> keep it keep it odd numbers keep it you odd. gotta have him one more time and then you gotta have him two more times after that well, how long do we have so. before we have to have him back to make it right it's, like Soon. can't let him hanging out there on eight on, very long on six <laughs> well he's at seven now no he's right. at six now yeah don't leave him hanging so on six can't leave him hanging long. at six what could happen to him Nothing, but... Nothing, no, oh, so I feel too guilty keep about keep them on those odd numbers. They're just much more Let's fun. Okay, you're listening to the voice of Lena Sendik. Thank you so much, Lena, for joining us. David Dubas has been here Thanks as well. And Sarah Riga sitting in Thank you. for Thank you. Andrew Duhon as well as the fabulous Jack Locke back for uh, not long, of course, on number six. Soon it'll be seven. The producer of our show is Graham DuPonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director and Joshua Brown is our music coordinator. The theme song that you're currently listening to was written by and is being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of the show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. For more information about their wide range of sound recording equipment and software, visit PreSonus.com. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit upright for about an hour and have a couple of drinks, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. If you'd like a beer, check out Covington Brewhouse. You can find them at covingtonbrewhouse.com. You can check out our other happy hour shows and plenty of other shows as well, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Mindset with Psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic, True to the Game with Chris True, and Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. They're all on our website. It's NewOrleans.com. You can keep up with us also on Facebook, on Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media on all of it. We're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on It'sNewOrleans.com and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by the fabulous Douglas Engel. There he is, contorted over the table. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, Swell, or some other podcast app that you like better, thank you so much for subscribing to us. If you could, just stop everything you're doing right now. And take a moment to rate and review us. That really does help other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, home of the handcrafted food and spirits, where they put fine dining into a sandwich, and they really do. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworms.com. For everybody around here at Wayfair, everybody back at the INO office, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. See you back here next week on Happy Hour. <laughs>